Hey, we all know Shohei Otani is good. Really good. But are the Red Sox good? You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, why would they give me a lower third where I call myself Sully? There it is. Thank you so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And hey, in case you're wondering, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on instagram it's may 4th what year is it 2023 i almost forgot the year hey um shohei otani not sure if you're familiar with him very good baseball player remember when people were saying he was going to be like babe ruth and that he was going to be a star pitcher and a star hitter and there were a lot of people i know keith holberman poo-pooed that very notion very famously i thought it was a bit of hyperbole say hey look i'm sure he's going to be a good hitter and maybe he'll be an okay pitcher but you know let's not go crazy here and if he was a good hitter and an okay pitcher um yeah that'd be terrific well he's a cy young candidate and a the the default to win the most valuable player every time he puts on an angel uniform and who knows how long he'll be doing that. I'm going to talk a little bit about that on the final segment, just so you know, because I want to talk a little bit about uh, failed opportunities in some super teams. And there's a team right now that's reminded me of that. Uh, that's a little bit of uh, a teaser towards the end. Uh, it, the Angels played the Cardinals today in what I like to call the disappointment series. Now, he struck out 13. Shohei Otani pitched, and he struck out 13 batters. So he reached 500 strikeouts for his career. And he has 100 home runs, or more than 100 home runs, as a batter. Only one player in the history of baseball has 500 strikeouts and 100 career home runs. And I think you know who that might be. George Herman Ruth. Babe Ruth is the only one in the history of baseball to have 500 strikeouts and 100 uh, career home runs. So, yeah, he's doing stuff. And you know what? I, I mean, look, at, I can't help but wonder when I when I see Otani doing this. It does remind me of John Olrude, who graduated from Washington State University, as did I. And... He was a star pitcher for Wazoo and a star hitter. 
He was drafted by Toronto, went right to the majors, didn't spend a nanosecond in the minor leagues when he made his major league debut with the 89 Blue Jays. But he was a star pitcher with Washington State. He was a star pitcher at Pullman. And there was thought back then in 89, maybe he'll do both. Instead, they put the helmet on him, said, you're just going to hit. And he had a wonderful career. Wonderful career. A couple of times he was a borderline MVP candidate. Um, One year he could have won the MVP, went to Frank Thomas, but he was a wonderful player. Multiple World Series rings. uh, Played from 1989 to, I think, 2005, I think was his final year. Either way, he had a fantastic career. No one can ever deny his his success as a hitter, but you got to wonder what if he had, what if he had done it? And Otani has now. Otani did not uh, have necessarily. He had one really uh, lousy inning that um, put a little bit of a a wrench in his uh, performance today, and it wasn't one of his. You know, wasn't one of his best pitching performance, and that's saying so because he pitched five. He struck out. 13 batters and walked one in five innings, which is going to be a big, big boost to your strikeout to walk ratio. But he did have one clunky, he had a clunky fourth inning when the Cardinals wound up taking the lead. But here's the deal. And I know, I mean, Cardinal fans, you're going to hate me. I'm going to bring it up again. Cardinals blew the game in the ninth inning. They lost the first game of the series. So that puts them behind the eight ball. So you got to win the rest of it if you want to climb back in. And Angels got a couple home runs, including a home run from this fellow named Mike Trout. You may have been familiar with him, who hit a home run in the ninth inning to give the Angels the lead that they would not relinquish. Now, the Angels are above 500 in a three-game winning streak, chip, chip, chipping away, one and a half games behind the Texas Rangers. I can't stress this enough. I am not an Angels fan, but I want to see the Angels in the postseason. I'm going to cover a big reason why in the third segment, because I don't want to see a repeat of history. But the Cardinals, Cardinal fans, sick of hearing this. But you're losing. You're losing big time. It's May 4th, and the Cardinals, the only team that, everyone thought was going to have the easiest picking to win the division. And right now, as of this recording, they are the only team in the National League who are 10 games out of first place in any of the three divisions. In fact, only one other team has a double-digit deficit. Say that three times fast. Double-digit deficit, double-digit deficit. Two teams have a double-digit deficit. The A's, who are not only not trying, they're they're trying to look bad so no one will miss them when they go to Las Vegas next year. They're the only other team that have a double-digit deficit from where they're sitting in the first place. And keep in mind, Pittsburgh is on a three-game losing streak. They lost the last couple of games to Tampa Bay. They're on a three-game losing streak. The Milwaukee Brewers are on a three-game losing streak. They lost a brutal game to the Colorado Rockies. And the Cardinals still can't make up any ground. They've lost eight of their last ten games. The Cardinals are somehow getting worse. And now they've, they're, they're gonna, they, they've lost this series 
this series is lost to the to the Angels, and they're going to play tomorrow. They're going to play tomorrow morning, and the game they'll be blacked out here in the Los Angeles area. Canning is pitching for the Angels. Flaherty is pitching for the Cardinals, but that's to they're at home trying to salvage a game. They think about everything that they did right today. They rallied against Otani on a historic night. They managed to take a lead into the ninth against the Angels, and they couldn't pull off the win. So this is another series that they've lost. And they cannot, they've been handed an opportunity. We all know the Pirates weren't going to be playing 700 ball for the rest of the year. Even if they wind up having a winning season, even if they wind up being a playoff team or even winning the division, we all know they this Pirate team was not going to be a 100-win team. Even if they fell to earth a little bit. But when you're trying to make up ground, you can't blow games at home when you've got the lead. So, you know, kudos for the Angels who may be, you know, who, in order to keep Otani and have this combination of Otani and Trout, you have to keep winning games and give the Angels credit. They had a slump recently, and right now they're on a three-game winning streak. Maybe going to play the Cardinals is that elixir. But how many, the Cardinals are playing uh, 323 ball. With the Rockies going on that three-game winning streak, Right now, as of this recording, the St. Louis Cardinals are not, it's just not that they're not winning the division. We're in May, still a ways to go, but right now they're the worst team in the National League. Something has to happen. Something has to happen really fast. Now, in our next segment, everyone expected the Cardinals to do well. Did anybody expect the Red Sox to do well? I know I didn't. And yet, something very well may be happening in Boston because not only are they winning, they're going against teams that, you know, are not bad. But first, I just want to bring up a little bit about BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look at I'm a big believer in the power of therapy because look at we're, we're living in times where you know things can become overwhelming things can come at you from all different angles and you can get caught up I'm that way whether it's with my family whether it's with my students in the classes I teach whether it's people I know you get caught up with what everyone needs from you and sometimes you got to take a moment to think about what you need for yourself and we can spend a lot of time giving. I work as a special education teacher and I work with my students. I work with their parents. I work with the counselors. I work with administrators. I work with everybody. And so many times I you know, forget being the most important person in my life. I, a lot of times I don't even get a medal. I don't even get the bronze in terms of priorities. And that can add up after a while. And you can feel, we can feel stretched out. Therapy gives you the tools to find a balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Now, 
if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists if you need. Anytime, no additional charge. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Now, full disclosure, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, I am a native New Englander, grew up with the Red Sox, and... I've appeared on HBO documentaries about the Red Sox. I was a Red Sox fan before it was popular. So I, I'm someone who has deep Red Sox roots. Now, as the host of Locked On MLB, this is not a Red Sox fan podcast. I cover all of Major League Baseball. And after seeing the Red Sox win several World Series, I can have a more, not exactly a neutral point of view, but certainly a point of view of I can enjoy the entire game without making it sound like I'm calling into WEI. Okay? And that means I sometimes have a sense of realism. I looked at this Red Sox team going into this year and said, oh, yeah, last place. And that seems to be what the Red Sox have been for the last 10 years. Either they're going to be in last place or there be a major pennant contender. And I looked at this team, and I also looked at, I knew the Rays were going to be good because they were healthy. Toronto clearly has a lot of talent. I thought the Yankees were going to be good. And I thought Baltimore, uh, I wasn't sure about Baltimore. Now, we're going to cover the Orioles a little bit uh, you know, on tomorrow's show that they're doing a lot better than I thought they were. But the Red Sox got off to a little bit of a clunky start this year. And I really just thought, like, okay, this is just going to be one of those years. It happens with the Red Sox. Red Sox fans get used to it. There's the ebbs and flows, and it's kind of like, are we good this year or are we going to stink? And you can, so a lot of times you can tell relatively early. And when the Red Sox, they, you know, they drop the opening game to Baltimore, they oh, boy. Then they had a clue with the walk-off win and a couple of them, but then they got swept by the Pirates. And, man, who knew that being swept by the Pirates wasn't going to be that bad of a thing, but you know, they started the season two and four. And I thought, yeah, that's just sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, and then, you know, they, they went through a stretch where they just didn't look like they, you know, they got swept by the pirates. They got swept by the rays. And it was like, do you know what? Sometimes you just know, you don't have to see a whole season to know, all right, this team is just not going to be that great. Their pitching's not, you know, looked at their pitching you looked at the team, and it was kind of like, all right. Well, guess what, folks? They've won 13 of their last 19 games. And not only they, they're beating teams, they're beating teams like Minnesota, like the Angels. They're beating teams like the Brewers and the Cleveland Guardians. And now... They have a chance to sweep a four-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays. And they're winning with dramatic wins, walk-off win against Cleveland, walk-off win against Toronto, holding on to the save yesterday. They had a you know, they took advantage of sloppy, what, four errors Toronto's committed the other day. Um, they're getting good pitching too. 
Sale, who I was ready to do uh, Project uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner and DFA him, pitched really well his last game. Corey Kluber. You know, I mean, no one's looking at this team and saying, oh, man, this is this team reminds you of the 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 Braves of the 1990s. They're not loaded with Cy Young contenders, but they do have pitchers who are good enough to win. And Alex Verdugo, give credit where credit is due. I've trashed the Mookie Betts trade left and right. But guess what's happened? Verdugo. He's not going to make anyone forget Mookie Betts, but he's made sure people know he's what he's had a couple of walk-off hits already. His OPS is over 900. Duran, in his short period of time, he's been hitting the cover off the ball. You know, uh, Christian Arroyo has got some big hits. Uh, you saw that uh, Yoshida, who I didn't know what to make of him, he's got a, a high OPS and shows he's got some speed and some power. You know, we're starting to see that this team, when they had, uh, you know, Connor Wong, Connor freaking Wong, wound up having the game of his life the other day with, you know, with the go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. And, you know, Kiki Hernandez and Rafael Devers and, uh, you know, aren't off to the superstar starts that you would hope they would have. But you know they'll pick it up. And that's one of the things we've seen with this team is that, you know, at, at you know, one point you saw, you know, a couple of, you know, you saw, um, what was it, you know, you, you would see Turner get some big hits. You know, Adam Duvall got some big hits in the first, you know, the first few games of the season. And then, okay, you know, Duvall got hurt. But, you know, next thing you know, uh, Verdugo picks up the slack. Or next thing you know, Yoshida picks up the slack. And you're looking up and down the team, and you're seeing, whoa, they're winning against good teams. Whoa, they have a lineup that seems kind of sort of balanced. And look, if you just look at the ERAs of the starting pitchers, it's grotesque. You know, I mean, Hauk, Sale, Kluber, Pavetta, Bellow, Whitlock, all their ERAs are above five. But some of them are starting to pitch better. Pavetta pitched better. Sale pitched better. Kluber pitched better. And for something I did not see coming is Winkowski and Jansen and Schreiber and uh, Richard Bayer and even Cutter Crawford, the bullpen. The bullpen is pitching well. Now, I don't know what to make of this. It could just be a couple of decent weeks. But am I going to take a look at this team? The Yankees are a team that there's structural issues. Even with the walk-off win, and it was a great win for the Yankees tonight. They came from behind, tied the game in the ninth, and won in the tenth. They're still basically a 500 team in their last 100-some-odd games. And their starting rotation is a house of cards, and their lineup just is bad. Now we've seen the, you know, the Orioles could potentially be up and down, but when you're also seeing the fact that some of the, the wild card t- contenders that everybody in their cow thought were going to be, you know, you're going to be great teams. The Mariners are not playing that well. Uh, Cleveland is not off to the start, that people thought they were going to be in even the Astros who've lost the last few games to San Francisco are not playing at the clip. We thought they were going to be. 
if this is a year where some of those super heavy duty teams are vulnerable, could a team like the Red Sox sneak into it? There seems to be only two settings for Red Sox team. With the exception of 2019, they seem to be in last place or a playoff team. And right now, maybe early, they're kind of sort of playing like a playoff team. This could be one of those teams that makes the playoffs in spite of their roster. There's some teams that blew big chances with their roster being brilliant. And a start by Max Scherzer reminds me a little bit of that. But for right now, let's talk a little bit about rocket money. Hey, try it for 30 days. You get those offers all the time. You get a subscription for 30 days. You try it. Hey, there you go. Then you completely forget about it. And suddenly you have a subscription you're paying for. You know, about 80% of people out there forget about some of the subscriptions that they have. They're wasting money that they don't even realize they're doing. That's why you get rocket money. Rocket money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the things you don't use. Now, do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most people think they're spending about, what, 80 bucks on subscriptions? It's probably more than that, maybe twice as much, maybe almost three times as much. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, guess what? You need rocket money. Raising prices is stressing you out. You're looking for ways to cut costs. Well, you're probably spending money you don't even know you're doing. So that's where rocket money, sign up for it. Now, you can use the rocket money app to quickly find all your subscriptions and any you don't want to pay for anymore, you just take cancel. Rocket money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place, automatically categorize your expenses, so you can easily track your budget in real time. You can also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Could you use $720 this year? I bet you could. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB. You know, Max Scherzer had a rough night tonight with the Mets, and it must be disheartening for the Mets. Um, look at Scherzer had a uh an okay first game, and he had a uh, when the, when he started with the the first game of the year against the Marlins, pitched six decent innings, and he had a good game against San Diego. Then the game we got thrown out against Los Angeles, and tonight he got bombed by his former team, the Tigers. His ERA uh, is very very high. And while it is, uh, what is his ERA rate? It's, uh, um, yeah, it's 5.56. Now, granted, it's, he's only made five starts this year, but he's also not a spring chicken. And you don't always know what you're going to get when you sign a star pitcher to try to get squeeze one more great year out of him. You remember last year he was terrific for the Mets, but like he was running out of gas by the end. And this, of course, is a Mets year where they pushed a lot of chips at the center of the table had the Verlander and Scherzer reunion. And uh, this could be, if they put them together, 
just one of those, if it doesn't work for the Mets, first of all, if it doesn't work, if this combination doesn't work for the Mets, suddenly the National League East looks like it could be a Atlanta Braves rampage. You know, they're already up by five games. Remember, this was supposed to be a razor thin coin toss of a of a division. Well, they now have a five game lead over the Marlins and over the Mets. Sandy Alcantara doesn't look like he was the pitcher he was last year. And the Mets better hope this figure this combination of Verlander and Scherzer figures itself out. Otherwise, this could be one of those situations where a team just had an opportunity with great talent and they dropped the ball, you know, and this wouldn't be the first time that Max Scherzer was on a team like that. He and Justin Verlander were teammates on a, a squad that had, you know, that had, uh, you know, Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez, Rick Porcello, uh, uh, you know, Verlander for a little bit. They had price for a little bit. They had Robbie Ray. They had all these people who go on to win Cy Young awards for other teams. Everyone I just mentioned there won a Cy Young Award with another team. Price won one before he came to uh, Detroit for an hour and a half and then helped the Red Sox win the World Series in 2018. Porcello was a Cy Young Award winner with the Red Sox. He helped the Red Sox win in 2018. Of course, Scherzer won multiple Cy Young Awards with the Washington Nationals, won the World Series there. Verlander won multiple Cy Youngs with the Houston Astros, won some World Series titles there. You know, uh, Robbie Ray went on to win a Cy Young Award with the Seattle Mariners. They were all on the same squad. And they couldn't win the World Series because their bullpen stunk. They should have rampaged past the 2013 Red Sox. They should have won at least one World Series. You know, you think about when you have that kind of combination of talent. That's one of the things that's the most frustrating. That's one of the reasons why I'd like the Angels to do well. They have two generational talents. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, both at the peak of their powers on the team at the same time, and they're considered a fringe contender at best? No, that's not the greatest waste of talent. I mean, in some ways, one of the most agonizing waste of talent. So we're going to do a little bit of throwback here on uh, keeping things in perspective in terms of history. Uh, a team that not a lot of people remember when you think about the Seattle Mariners of the mid-90s, chances are you can remember the 95 Mariners, the one that featured uh, Griffey Jr. scoring on the Edgar Martinez double. But the 1997 Mariners, the 97 Mariners who won the American League West, had Ken Griffey Jr. at his absolute best, 56 home runs and OPS over a 1,000. Hall of Famer. Edgar Martinez, who... You know, huge numbers across the board, uh, OPS over 1,000, Hall of Famer. Randy Johnson, Cy Young contending season, 291 strikeouts in 213 innings, Hall of Famer. You had Alex Rodriguez, who had one of his early great seasons at age 21, should be in the Hall of Fame, all right? You also had great talents. Jay Buhner was on team, 40 home run player. You had great play. You know, Joey Cora was a table setter team. Paul Sorrento was a 31 home run hitter. You had the great Roberto Kelly having a tremendous half season with them and a rotation that featured Jeff Facero, who's a 234 uh, innings pitcher with a low ERA. Jamie Moyer, who was throwing, you know, like these slow balls up there as a one, two, three, you know, a top of the rotation. Now, they also had a 
terrible bullpen. Pulling off the trade that sent Jason Varitek to the Red Sox along with Derek Lowe to bring in Heathcliff Slocum. Think about how brilliant that team had in terms of talent assembled at one point with Lou Pinella, borderline Hall of Fame manager, in there as well. And it's more frustrating when you think about who went on to play in that World Series. You had the Marlins, the 97 Marlins, who were owned by the Blockbuster Video CEO. And that's appropriate because that World Series title was rented. All the players were rented and they re- were be kind, rewind, and sent them to other teams before the World Series parade was over. That team was assembled for one year and dismantled. And they beat Cleveland, who it would have been great if Cleveland won the World Series for that year for their fans, but it was also the worst Cleveland team of that run. So you had a team that was just assembled for one year and did nothing to build its fan base with the Marlins against the worst hitting and pitching Cleveland team of that era when you could have had a star-studded Hall of Fame champion like the Seattle Mariners. And this is a franchise that not only hasn't won a World Series, never been in the World Series, never been to Game 7 of the ALCS. Think of all that talent that was wasted. That's Otani Trout level. That's Verlander Scherzer Porcello Price level. That's why I want to see the, the Angels do well. That's why I wouldn't mind seeing the Mets do well, because when you assemble great players and great talent, you want to see them do well. You may not want to see them win the whole thing, but you want to at least see them get that great moment. I don't want to see the Otani Trout era Angels be lumped in with the A-Rod, big unit, Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., Lou Pinella, Seattle Mariners, or the Jim Leland, Verlander, Scherzer, Tigers. Get that big win. Play those big games. Come on, for the good of the game. And for the good of seeing a player like Shohei Otani with his 500 strikeouts and 100 home runs not have his great playoff highlight be the World Baseball Classic against Mike Trout. So that was a little throwback Thursday for you right there. We're going to be covering some of the team's and get ourselves ready for a wild weekend of baseball. May the 4th be with you for you Star Wars fans who celebrate. And thanks so much for listening. This You can follow us at Lockdown and Milby Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully Mitz, Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Loving the greatness of Otani, pondering the effectiveness of the Red Sox, and hoping to avoid another super team that doesn't end the season on a super note, this has been Locked On MLB for the fourth day of May, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.